Hello, this is Fraser from the Most Dangerous Podcast. Before this week's episode, I have a small confession to make. I decided to purchase an HD webcam so that James had a better view of me. Unfortunately, while setting up, my webcam's microphone picked up my audio instead of my professional microphone. And this week's episode, I do sound a little bit sketchy. This issue has been resolved for further episodes, but we decided that this week's episode was too good to miss out on. So here we go, this is Instrument. Hello, welcome to the most dangerous podcast. How are you, James? You okay? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, good. It's um, been, been a bit of a while, actually, since we've done this, I think, because we've had a bit of a break, haven't we? I know. We've changed the day we record it as well. Yeah, we've mixed it up a bit, so I've not seen you for a while. No. Uh, anything happening? Um, well, it was my, my youngest's um, birthday party on Sunday. Oh, was it really? How old? Yeah. He's three. Well, he's not, actually. He's three next week. But... Th- oh, right, but he just had his party this week. Aye. So, a couple well, of weeks. Well, that's funny. That's funny because it was my daughter's birthday party uh, last weekend. It funny was. enough. Yeah, she's 10. Happy birthday, Eliza. I was going to say, you're youngest. I can't believe she's 10. Oh, no. That's I feel old. I feel very old. Feel We had a sleepover. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I know. So that was fun. So she had like four mates over and it was just absolute chaos. It's, uh, oh, yeah, we, got, we recovered. It's fine now. I can trump that. Last year, Erin tried to have... Um, 14 sleepover 14 people yeah she had a cinema night we set oh. up the big projector screen in the living room right put all the couches together and stuff like that to make one big massive bed yeah the big inflatable bed in the middle um about it got to about nine half nine and the first one started to cry and go home <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. it was about seven by midnight. <laughs> seven of them left. How old? How old were they? It was our twelfth birthday party. Twelve. So. I mean, they need to man up a bit there, don't oh, they? I know. I know. Yeah, fourteen's too many. I mean, it was you're bad there, really. With fourteen, come on, you need to put your foot down and say. I don't that. get involved in these things. <laughs> I don't get involved. I pay. Right. I just pay the money. I just pay for it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and just go and shoot yourself away in your in your room and go. Absolutely, oh, nothing to do with this. So before we start, actually, I just wanted wanted to have a bit of a rewind to one of our previous episodes. Right. Okay. okay so, um, Halloween episodes specifically. Okay. So just before I go into this, I want to just say I've got no affiliation with this guy whatsoever. He's not paying me <laughs> to do this. I, you know, I, I don't even know the guy. I don't know where he's from, but I've come across a YouTuber. Right. Whilst you know. As you know, we do this this research for this podcast, and Mm -hmm. sometimes we go down these rabbit holes and we find different things. So I've come across this YouTuber called Adam Mark Explores, right? Mm -hmm. And you know how we discussed the ancient ram in on the the Halloween special that we did. So this guy is a bit of an urban explorer, and he goes into empty properties and he goes and has a look around. And I mean, he does all the stupid stuff with the paranormal tools and things like that. Uh, But he's done an episode on the ancient ram in. If anybody's interested in that, uh, it's about an hour long, so it's quite an in-depth look. So if, if it was something that piqued your interest over that episode, um, go and have a look. Adam Mark explores. I say nothing to do with me, but I just thought it was a really good episode. And it, 
if it's something that you were interested in when you were listening, go and have a look at that, that video because it will give you a better insight than probably I did as to how spooky <laughs> that, that place was. Well, it's, it's incredible. Um, see, doing these podcasts, I mean, one thing, the, the first thing I've actually done is I've got a bit of an obsession with Mount Everest. Um, I've been looking up programs about Mount Everest and what I was watching one the other day about Sherpas. Um, the Ram Inn, I've watched videos about that. Um, you know, there's there's been been sort of, sort of stuff we've talked about, and I've gone, God, I want to know more about that. Yeah, it does um, pique your interest, definitely. I mean, there's certain things because <clears> you know we have to come up with ideas each week, and it's <clears> uh, <throat> sometimes, you, I mean, you, you do kind of go, oh no, what, what am I going to do? <laughs> and and then you just sort of, you know, like I said, you just go down this sort of rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Um, lose yourself a little bit and before you know it you've somehow got an interest in uh, Aaron Ramsey uh, an unhealthy interest in Aaron Ramsey so okay so what's the guy's name again uh so it's Adam Mark Explores cool so check him out I thought it was interesting not told you this but I've got a little shout out to do as well um uh, I, I I actually was in the house of a, a an old friend of ours uh, this week, um, measuring for some shutters for his mum and dad. Okay. And um, I was telling him about the podcast, and I said I'd, I'd give him a wee shout out. Um, so, so yeah. So, do you remember Nicky Sale? I do indeed. Yeah, I've not seen him for a long time. Or he's 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 quite he's he's grown up now. It's Nick Sale. Oh, um, so yeah. yeah. So I I told him I'd I'd mention him to you, and you know, yeah. Oh, so no way. Good to hear from him. Hi, Nick. Hope you hope you're good. So, James, what have you got for us this week? Well, I've got a very interesting tale for you this week, Fraser, and it's about musical instruments. So, you'll know that some instruments make you look super cool. Yeah. You know, like guitars, you know, saxophones, they look pretty cool. And then the other instruments, maybe not so, like bagpipes. I don't (laughs) think you look pretty cool playing those. Um, But there is a certain instrument that's out there that is associated with mysterious deaths and it's actually known yeah mysterious deaths indeed and it's actually known as the world's most dangerous instrument um and at the time it was so feared it was actually made illegal in some areas (laughs) okay so our story begins in the 1700s with a man named benjamin franklin have you heard of this benjamin franklin before Uh yeah he was uh president wasn't he that, well, um, he, he was one of the founding fathers of the uh, the USA. Uh, I think he signed signed the Declaration of Independence. Was he not an inventor? Ah, well, this is what I'm gonna, I am going to come come on to this. Um, I think his face is on the hundred dollar bill as well. Right. If I, I mean, I don't have many of them in my wallet, but I'm quite sure. I think it's George Washington's on the one dollar bill. I think. Yes. Benjamin Franklin's on on this one. There's a few others. Lincoln's on the five dollar. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, he's a well-renowned chap, Mr. Franklin, mm-hmm. um, on the hundred-dollar bill. Um, he did loads of other things as well. So, after doing the American thing, um, he went on to be. He actually became a bit of a fashion icon in France uh, in his later life, bizarrely enough. Uh, and apparently, according to rumor, he did have it off with the, uh, the the Queen of France. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how true that is. Does the king know? Uh, he he didn't get guillotined, so I guess not <laughs> for like trees trees in or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but before all this happened, he, he was a diplomat and he lived in London. 
Um, I've got a bit of a fun fact for you, actually. Go on. I don't know if it's a fact, but so in 1998, um, his house in London was renovated, uh, and then during the renovations, they found about 10 to 15 bodies in the basement. Shit. Well, human bones, you know, because it was yeah. 1700s. Uh, and when they did sort of carbon dating on him, it, they did date back to Franklin's lifetime. Uh, but nobody actually knows how they got there or who they are or, or what. What the hell? So he was a bit of a Fred West, do you think? Well, may, maybe. Nobody knows. Well, he was a bit of a weirdo, I think, generally. Yeah. But he could have been a, a serious... Well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to get sued by the Franklin estate by... You know, <laughs> but, yeah, all-round weirdo. For some reason, there were some bodies in the place that he lived. Bloody hell. But, I mean, if you think about him, I remember we were talking about um, the the rugby player that you said was just good at everything, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You think about Benjamin Franklin. I mean, he signs the Declaration of Independence. I'm, you know, he's on the $100 bill. He was an inventor. He's pumped the Queen of France. You know? He's done a lot of stuff, yeah. So was he president? Well, no, through my extensive research, it turns out that he never made it to uh, top office of presidency. And before you even ask, he's not on Mount Rushmore either. No. Um, But, I mean, so he was kind of one of those guys that just knocked about with a lot of famous people, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, he was a bit, seems like he was a bit of a genius and, you know, he did a lot of stuff, a diplomat, he was hanging around with all the right people. Uh, And as you mentioned before, he was a bit of an inventor as well. Mm -hmm. Um, he invented things like uh, the lightning rod. Oh, wow. Um, so you must have seen the painting where he's holding a kite with a key at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a famous thing, isn't it, that he did? Mm-hmm. So I think that's where that came from. Right. So the lightning rod. Um, uh, bifocal glasses. Bifocal this glasses. Is Franklin. And swim fins. So these are, you know, like the flippers that divers yeah, use. Yeah. So he invented, I, I think they're way removed from what they are these days yeah. they were probably just planks of wood that you put on your feet but the, the concept is there so he, he came across he invented that but a few other things as well loads of stuff do you invent something like that or do you just look at fish and think if we just put flippers on our feet like yeah I'd say that's an invention yeah you got you got to put two and two together right, haven't you yeah. you can't just go I suppose so yeah, because the, the fish swims sort of side to side, doesn't it? So yeah, that true. Kind of adapt it, the, the concept to. I'd say that's an invention. Okay. You don't try and take stuff away from <laughs> Benjamin Franklin here. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, like I said, they, they've been highly modernised, mm-hmm. made into rubber, and all the rest of it these days. But essentially, they're his invention. Wow. And now, one of the strangest things he invented uh, was a musical instrument, which is what we're going to talk about today, called the glass harmonica. Wow. Harmonic, not harmonica, right? You know, like the the cowboy thing. It's a a r m harmonica. Harmonica. And he in, he invented this. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's one of his own inventions. Cool. So at the time in the seventeen hundreds, when Franklin was about, uh, there was a lot of wine glass players. These were quite popular. Um, if you come across it, you've probably seen them on like Britain's Got Talent. They usually wheel one of these out every now and then. I have, um, and do you know, my, my granny used to sit in the corner at a party, a cigarette in one hand, running her finger around the edge of a crystal glass. Yeah, that's it, that exactly. Weird, yeah. Weird, creepy sound. And then, like you said, I've seen it on the talent shows where they can actually play quite good songs with them. 
they do. Yeah, yeah. So they, you fill the glass with water, and then you run your finger around the edge, like you say, right. and it makes a sound, like a weird sort of spooky sound, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, and the different levels of water and the different shapes of glass create a different tone um, or different sounds. So that's how you make your tunes. So it's it's pretty clever, you know. Oh, yeah. to, if you if you could sort of sit there and, and engineer it so that it actually made a, a tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you don't really see them that much these days, but. It was massively popular when Franklin was around, um, and and Franklin himself, he was a big fan of this sound. In May 1761, Franklin stopped by Cambridge University to take in a concert by Edmund de Laval. He was a professional wine glass player, uh, and he'd actually refined his own glasses, uh, his own finely tuned glasses, and his own technique uh, to create a better sound. So he was an expert at this stuff. So after the concert. Franklin, he couldn't help notice uh, there's definitely room for improvement for this instrument. Uh, you know, it's, obviously it takes loads of time to set up all this glass and all get the water levels right and all, all, and everything like that. Um, so yeah, he thought, oh, no, this is this can be done better. I've got an idea. I, I can't imagine that. That I mean, can you imagine touring with that? And every time you you go to another gig, you've got to empty all the water out, pack all your wine glasses, and then go and. Absolutely, because yeah. It's just not practical, is it? I can imagine like like a milliliter of water different in its out of tune and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it has to be precise and exact. Absolute pain uh, in the arse. Yeah, and it, you know, we're not just talking three or four. You know, sometimes you see them; it's just a row of glasses, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Like eight or nine glasses. We're, we're talking at a huge table mm-hmm. with a, a massive array of different glasses. You know, and also, what if you break one? Yeah. You know, this this guy's got like a, a finely tuned glass mm-hmm. that plays a specific tone, and then the road the roadie comes in and just slips on a banana skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's his concert done. You know, so yeah, it's not a practical instrument, or it's not really an instrument. No. It's not a practical setup, I suppose. Can I ask if you've um, ever actually seen someone slipping on a banana skin? Uh, no, not properly. <laughs> I've, I, I think I stood on one, yeah. and like you know, it's kind of slid under my foot, but not properly like slipped over like cartoon style. That's something I'll do one day when I'm bored, going to Chester City Centre and put a banana skin down the floor and just and watch, watch for a wee while. And yeah. It's like Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> just watch, watch people fall over, spin round. Sorry to interrupt you, James. Carry on. No, no, it's it's a it's a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so he saw all this. He's like, no, 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 this isn't right. You know, I, lo- I, lo- I love the sound of this, um, but I can make it better. So he went to see a glass blower in London. <laughs> I mean, you don't get them anymore, do you? But I think you do in like Landudno and stuff like that. Yeah. And like they do specialise like glass trinkets that you can buy for like forty quid. Can you believe I was watching a documentary about glass blowing like a couple of days ago? Was it really? Yeah. And uh, they'd be the still... world's most dangerous glass blower. <laughs> is that the next episode? Is it? Um, and do you know they they end up with big, massive, hanging, saggy mouths? From, uh, like like uh, stretching their cheeks so much. Like blowing, right? <laughs> big, big yeah, floppy like blowing mouths. the big pipe. Yeah, because mm. that, that that happens to like trumpet players as That's well, it. doesn't it? Yeah, you know, because they're just so, like yeah. going, yeah. Bulging their cheeks out all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they got like big, saggy cheeks. <laughs> <hanging down. laughs> uh, so yeah, 
this is what he did. So he went to see a glass blower, um, had a chat with him, said, look, I've got an idea, I've got a concept. Uh, it took him about two years of messing about, you know, uh, and he developed this glass harmonica uh-huh. eventually. So we'll put a picture up of this on the, the Facebook page so you can have a look. Yeah. Um, it's quite a weird kind of little thing. It's 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 a, like a long tube, right, of the rotating bowls. Um, and each bowl has a different pitch. And they're all linked together with a, a metal rod that shoots through the middle of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're all sort of stacked up in a line. There's a metal tube that goes round. It's on like a wooden sort of stand. And then you use a pedal to rotate the bowls. I don't know if I'm making any sense. It's kind of like, think of maybe like a piano, the way that's set up, uh-huh. right? So you've you sat in front of it and you've got the keys in front of you. Instead of keys, you've got these glass bowls, right? right. All stacked up together in a row on this kind of glass bowls on the side mm-hmm. in a row. And then you've got a pedal that spins the glass balls. So the balls spin as opposed to you having to spin your finger. Exactly, and that's that's that was one of, one of the points I was going to make. Yeah, so um, you know you, you wet your finger like you do when you sort of do it with the, the glasses, mm-hmm. but rather than the you, know, you going round the glass, the glass spins because right. you control it with this pedal and you put your fingers on on the glass. And each ball, because it's varying size. Will make a different different sound. Well, see, when you told me that he watched this concert and then thought I can do this better, I thought it was a bit of a dickhead, but that actually makes sense. That's quite. Yeah, yeah, it, it seems quite logical, doesn't yeah. it? You know, get the machine to do the work rather mm-hmm. than the person, and you essentially, well, I won't say it's the same sound, but essentially it's the same concept. Yeah. Isn't it? So, um, I mean, it it does sound a bit mad. You know, like I say, I think you need to see it to sort of understand mm-hmm. it properly. So we will put put a picture up, um, but it does produce a very unique and it's quite a haunting sound, right. actually. Um, I mean, do you want to give it a listen? Go on, yeah. Let's see. Uh, here. Did you get that? Yeah, I heard that. It, I mean, it does sound quite creepy. Yeah, mm. it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. You know? So you can imagine this, in the 1700s, that, that sound would have been absolutely wild. Oh, yeah. yeah like, n- nothing that you've ever, ever heard before. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, in to de- today you've got synthesizers and things like that, which can recreate sound mm-hmm. like that. But at the time, it'd be mad, madness. Yeah, yeah. All right, so any questions so far, Fraser? So are we we on the same page? On the same page, yeah. So Benjamin Franklin invented an instrument, um, took a... (laughs) That's it, yeah. (laughs) Not rocket science. Can I I say something, though? I think that he... Because the glasses weren't an instrument. They were just someone playing glasses, and he made an instrument from them. Yeah, that's true, actually. I mean... That's a very good point. A collection of glasses 
you can't really class it as an instrument. It's just glasses. That's right. Yeah. Well, so, that's it. Yeah, you could have different sized bricks and hit them with a wooden spoon. They probably make different it, sounds, but it doesn't make them an instrument. Yeah, yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. So he's actually created an instrument here. I think so. Yeah. Off, off the back of you know, his his uh, joy in listening to people mess around with glass. Yeah. Glasses. Yeah. All right. So I mean, as you've just heard, it's a crazy, crazy sound. Um, and Franklin, being a diplomat, diplomat, uh, he'd travel the world um, and he would take his harmonica with him. Right. Um, he'd, he'd take it around. He'd play it at dinner parties. You know, and these dinner parties would be hosted. I know, yeah, not now, mate. It's not that sort of party. Um, these, these dinner parties would be hosted by like the politically influential, uh, various famous people at the time, and, and stuff like that. So it started to create a bit of a buzz, um, and so much so that other people started to buy them. Or, you know, it's a, it's a bit vague, this. So he developed it. He invented it. So, and then other people bought it. But then I, I don't know, like, do you get the plans from him? Or was it, like, do you have to ask him to make more? I, I don't really know about this, but it became popular and people were buying them. I mean, so popular, in fact, that uh, Mozart and Beethoven wrote music for it. Wow. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it was massive, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, some, some players who, who started playing even became famous just purely for playing this instrument. I mean, it, be, it became a bit of a craze at the time. It went, mm-hmm. went viral. You know, even... Right. A bit like the stylophone. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That was that weird, like, yeah, buzzy thing, was wasn't it? Weird thing, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's another good point. Because you get these instruments that come along every now and then. Yeah. And then they, they kind of hit the mainstream and and don't seem to last sort of that long but they still have a big impact on, on the musical community I'm pretty sure they've relaunched the stylophone but like the stylophone 2 and it's actually really quite cool I nearly bought one did you? yeah <laughs> what, what you have you done like, to upgrade it? sample on it and stuff like that and... oh okay yeah, yeah I mean sure there's loads of other things these days mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty basic I think it was cool that, at that point because electronic music was kind of new and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like that weird thing that the Beach Boys used. You know, the, it was like, woo Oh, yeah, yeah. You put your arm up and down like a pipe or something, or like a metal rod. <laughs> Another thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't see them anymore, do you? No. But that was a, a thing for a bit. It's all digital now, though, so you don't really see any instruments now. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Everything can be manipulated yeah. to sound i mean the digital sound is so good these days it, it sounds like the real deal so uh yeah so i mean as the popularity grew of this instrument um it grew and grew and got more people using them um strange occurrences started started to happen right and uh, and rumors started circulating um that stated that listening to the instrument um listening to it live uh, would cause the listener to go insane <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, and the players themselves would grow as they were learning to play. It would grow more physically and mentally ill. Uh, the more they, the more and more they practiced, uh, right. some of the players would complain of nervousness, fainting, dizziness, cramps. They'd get the shits as well, <laughs> for some reason, um, and, and melancholia. So you know, like, and I mean, listen, listening to it, you kind of understand why. You know, not the shits and, and all that, but the, the melancholia thing. It kind of it does have that kind of sound, doesn't it? It depends how long you're listening to it. I mean, I, I can imagine like 
someone played a little tune on it, you go, yeah, that's quite mad. That that weird thing can make a tune. But can you imagine going and sitting for an hour and a half at a concert watching someone play? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is we're talking about people who uh, are playing it. Yeah. So if you ever try to learn an, an instrument, yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've tried to learn a few instruments, and I've decided that. I can't play any instrument. It's just, <laughs> just not not musically uh, inclined. I think it's in you or it's not in you. And I think art is the same. I can't draw. Um, <laughs> I never could draw. I, I'm shit at it. And I think it's just. I think I not, could probably. Not for you. Yeah, I could put the time in. I could learn to play some tunes on the guitar, but that's different from someone that can really play an instrument. Yeah, yeah. But then you'll know, if you've ever tried at least, <laughs> how much time and effort that you have to put in to, to learn something. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, learn an instrument. That's different. So, you know, what you were saying, yeah, fair enough, if you're listening to it for 10 minutes, then, yeah, it might not have this mm-hmm. impact on you. But if you're trying to learn it, you know, you're playing it over and over and over again, constantly, day in, day out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, given the, the sound that it creates, you can kind of half understand why you'd kind of get a bit of a weird feeling after it um it it's also reported that in live performances uh people would get headaches um they'd even have seizures um i can understand that yeah and it was claimed as well the sound would actually uh, cause premature births in in pregnant women as well um i don't know know why that's funny Yeah, yeah. So they just listen to this and listen to this. Go to a concert and then give birth for some reason. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a whole new. You know, they say have a hot curry and have a have a bath. Yeah. This is a new thing. Yeah, go and listen to the harmonica. The harmonica. There, there, there was. Is there? There's theories about the brown noise as well, isn't there? That note that makes you shit yourself. Uh, yeah, apparently I didn't look into this, but I've heard of it before. I know there was a South Park episode of it. it was, I yeah. think, wasn't there? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't look into it because it's this isn't wasn't really the angle I was going for no. for this. <laughs> uh, according to reports, again, like this is the thing. I don't really have figures here. Right. This is just reported stuff. So I know that in some episodes we say, you know, this so many people died, nobody, died, whatever. There's no actual concrete numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but according to reports, many players, the, the people who picked it up and started playing, uh, they died unexpectedly. Okay. Um, and there was also a child in the audience in Germany uh, mm. who actually died when the uh, when it was being played. Right. Yeah, I know. So weird, weird stuff. Do they know what he died of, though? I mean, uh, well, he, he died. Well, the, Glass, glass harmonica, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's in here now. That's why I'm talking about it. Right, okay. Uh, so it, it created a bit of a panic mm-hmm. uh, through the society uh, because nobody could really figure out what was going on and why why these strange things were happening. Uh, I mean, one of the f- most famous deaths to occur uh, was in 1808, uh, where Marianne uh, Kissinger, Kissinger. Um, she was at Europeans, Europe's premier glass harmonica virtuoso. <laughs> there you go. Try and say that after a few beers. Um, she died at the age of 39, oh, wow. unexpectedly again. Um, and many suspected it was because of the nervousness that was brought on by playing the instrument. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, as I say, no actual figures, 
but there's a lot of suspicion, you know, and uh, it seems to be there's a lot of stuff happening that's related to playing this mm-hmm. this instrument. So yeah, you, you asked me what were the reasons for these people dying, yeah, or these people co- becoming ill at least, or you know, uh, ha- having episodes. And one theory that was offered um, is uh, the reason that this was happening. It was because of lead poisoning. Lead poisoning from the yeah, glass. So the glass, yeah. So right. these the glasses used back in the day to form the bowls was lead glass. Mm-hmm. Um, so it led people to believe that long periods of playing the instrument. Um, you know, with your fingers on it, it would lead to be the player to be cut to be lead poisoned. Right. Um, I mean, lead poisoning was quite common in those days. Right. Um, lead in it, didn't it? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, makeup had lead in it. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of an understandable theory, mm-hmm. um, but there's no actual scientific backing um, to say that the amount of lead used in the glass um, would be enough to cause this type of lead poisoning so it's difficult to i think it's kind of been debunked the lead poisoning theory Um, there can't be that much lead in glass that by touching the glass it poisons you yeah there's that also sometimes the glass will be painted in like lead paint right like the different bowls would be different notes so that so they'd be color coordinated so they put lead paint on them so the, so the player would know where to put right. fingers. So there'd be lead paint there as well. But like I say, I mean, lead was literally everywhere back in them days. Yeah, yeah. So there's not not enough lead here to say, well, to warrant mm-hmm. you know, these sort of episodes when there's lead in other things that people were using on a more regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, it doesn't explain why the audience would get ill either. Well, that's so, true, yeah. I mean, that wee boy, I mean, he wasn't yeah, touching it. You, yeah, yeah, he's nowhere near it, and he, and he died. Um, you know, you remember this is like the seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds, yeah. uh, and people had mad, crazy beliefs. I mean, they, they do now, of course, uh, but even more so back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was suggested that the music had some sort of magical, mystical power, uh, and, and it actually opened a portal to hell when it was played. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got no evidence to back this up, but you know. <coughs> I was just going to try and argue in favour of this actually being a dangerous <laughs> instrument until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are just theories. I mean, the, um, the incidents the incidents are real. These are just was, theories of what the causes are. What I was going to say is music frequencies are actually a physical thing. I wonder if the frequencies actually caused actual ripples in people's hearts or brains or... Ah, uh, okay. You know, something right. like that. Well, that's... Uh, okay, hang on a minute. All right. Easy. Uh-huh. Wait, we, we will come. We will come to that definitely, because okay. um, yeah, that, you're, you're too smart for this podcast, <laughs> Fraser. I think we need to up the game a little bit. Um, I mean, it could just be simply down to coincidence, or yeah, you know, people accidents happen, people die, people go mad, Absolutely. people get stressed, uh, particularly with the the, the actual players. Um, you know, they, they're under a lot of pressure to perform. They've got performances every night. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's even the idea of a placebo effect, so that once the rumour starts, or if you listen to that, a gateway to hell opens, you're going to get dead ill or possessed. You know, and that just snowballs into sort of other people going, oh, well, you know, oh, it's happening to me as well. So, you know, that's that's another idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, the, the rumours became so strong 
uh, and so pronounced throughout the, the communities, um, that it was enough to actually kill off the instrument. Um, and by the mid 1800s, uh, it was pretty much obsolete. So no one was really, really playing it. But just because um, people were afraid to. Yeah, it just kind of died a natural death. It's like yeah. just become, you know, uh, if you, yeah, because of the rumors, I suppose. And then, I mean, it, also, it's not very practical. I mean, it's, it, people still do play it today. You know, it's, still, it's become, got a bit of becoming a. There's a bit of a revival. Yeah. Um, uh, and you still get players who play this harmonica today. Can you uh, actually? But it's it's very specialized. So it's just very specialized, and like I said, it's not very practical. Can you actually? Can you buy one new? Can you? Is it something you can actually go and get now? I think you get one made. Right. I don't think you go. You go down Dawson's and you've got one there. I think you have to get it. It's a bespoke thing. Yeah. It's probably going to cost you a decent amount. Find some big saggy mouth glass blower. Yeah, yeah, just to make this thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I say, people people do do still play them. Okay, so you did mention frequencies before. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get a little bit technical um, because I do think there's an explanation as to why this instrument unsettles people and why the rumors rumor started. Um, now it's all to do with how our brain locates sound. Right. Okay, now it's, this is really, really complicated, right? And it's changing all the time. Science is changing it all the time. So I'm, I'm just going to do a really basic version just to explain how it's done. So it is currently thought that we locate sound by recognizing the difference in time it takes from one sound to reach one ear mm -hmm. and then the other, right? Right, yeah. That's called the phase difference. Mm -hmm. So as a, as a frequency gets higher, the phase difference becomes less and it becomes more difficult for our brains to process. Okay. At about one kilohertz, it becomes very difficult for our brains to locate the sound using this method. So the phase difference. Is that and because a high frequency travels faster than a slow frequency? Uh, it must be. Yeah. 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 So the, the brain can't, can't distinguish quick enough right. where it's coming from and as the sound gets higher and at around four kilohertz and above mm -hmm. the brain actually changes the way it locates sound and rather than using time mm -hmm. it uses the difference in volume between each ear right. okay so now between one kilohertz and four kilohertz mm -hmm. the range of pitches of the glass harmonica or the harmonica mm -hmm. falls between one kilohertz and four kilohertz right so when you're listening to it, the brain is confused as to which method to use, whether it, whether it uses the phase method or the volume yeah. method. So the listener's never quite sure as to where the sound's coming from. Okay, so ultimately, it can't figure it out, mm -hmm. and it leaves the listener feeling a bit uncomfortable, um, you know, and the sound's a bit outworldly, outerworldly as well. Yeah. So this is possibly an explanation as to why people started to feel a bit uncomfortable listening to it and they started to get a bit nauseous and, uh -huh. you know, and, and, and why it doesn't explain why people faint and collapse and die. But like I said before, that could be coincidence, mm -hmm. but it does half explain at least as to why this instrument is unsettling to a lot of people. That makes sense. We, we had, um, years ago in our shop we had an alarm installed and the installer said he's put what's called a sound bomb um, as part of the alarm because oh, our, yeah. our warehouse is like in the middle of nowhere 
that's not it's in Sealand, Chester, but there's no one there at night. So when the alarm's going off, no one really hears it, gives a fuck anyway. So, but he said he put this sound bomb in and he says it sends out a sound at a frequency that actually just agitates and disorientates the people in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's making me think, I wonder if there is an actual frequency that can make you feel confused and ill and stuff like that. Well, it, it seems like it. And it seems that like this this harmonica kind of the, the the frequencies that it creates sits mm-hmm. right within that range that would make you feel uncomfortable and, yeah. and you know and unhappy really. I don't know if you remember sort of oh, years and years ago, outside sort of um, commer- um, residential commercial shops. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get like a, a a group of shops in the middle of a, a residential area. Yeah, they started putting out similar sort of thing like alarms that only 16 year olds could hear <laughs> so you know because gang you know groups of kids would hang around out of shops yeah. before before the internet when we were younger it's just what people what kids used to do yeah and they started putting up these alarms which set set out a certain certain frequency because as you get older your ears get worse and you know certain frequencies become you, know, you can't recognize them as well but when you're 16, your ears are fresh and ready to go. Yeah. And these alarms will pump out this particular frequency, and it would just make the kids fuck off because they just, they just didn't like the sound. Yeah. It's not like a big blazing alarm. It's like, I don't know. Have you ever been? You ever heard a bat? Yeah, like, yeah, tweet, yeah. Like you know, when a bat's flying around, and sometimes you hear it kind of go. You don't know if you've heard it or felt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Similar sort of thing to that. Yeah. So. That's what these alarms were doing, and then the 60, these kids would just go, "Oh fuck it, that's weird around here. Let's go." And that was the. And I don't know if they still do it, but but well, I guess they do if, you, if you've got a similar sort of alarm. Yeah. Right. So, I think that's that's pretty much it. Um, like I say, this it's hard to determine how much of an impact, how much how much impact how many deaths it caused how many how much illness it caused because it's not really strictly on record Mm -hmm. and whether this instrument had a direct impact on these deaths um illnesses um it's impossible to say but it nevertheless the the instrument itself is dubbed the most dangerous instrument in the world and and it's for that reason Uh, and unfortunately the rumors um that carried on through the 1700s, mm-hmm. 1800s. Um, as I say, there, there were enough to kill off the instrument. Um, and by the mid-1800s, no one was playing it, really. Um, it, it was that, obviously, the rumours. Um, plus, also, it's quite difficult. It's quite a quiet instrument to play. Mm-hmm. So as ven- venues got bigger, um, it's quite. It's, it was quite difficult to have it distinguish, like the distinguished sound mm-hmm. outplay the other instruments. I mean, like larger concert halls, um, so people sort of knocked, sort of disregarded it because of that. Yeah. And um, and it's very expensive, and it does break quite easily as well because it's <laughs> it's made of glass. Um, so yeah, some people do play it. Like I say, but it's, it's not very practical. Yeah, I mean nowadays you'd you'd have the the mic to- technology to mic it up and put it through speakers, but even probably 30, 40 years ago, you wouldn't have had that technology to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's pro- probably why it's getting a bit of, rev- of a rev- revival yeah. because you know you can now mic it up and and have people listen to it mm-hmm. in larger concert halls. But like you say, it's only recently that technology yeah. has become available. 
So, yeah, unfortunately, Benjamin Franklin, he did say it was his favourite invention. And he did carry, yeah, and he carried on playing it until he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nothing happened to him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a bit of a mysterious one, really, I'd say. Well, it's something that, that I, I tend to do, um, and I know you probably do it as well, when you tell me you've got the most dangerous instrument as I go and think, right, okay, what, what, what can I challenge it with? And mm. I sort of had a look at, you know, what could be dangerous about an instrument. Now, obviously, most instrument instruments you could batter someone to death with, but that's the person that's dangerous using the instrument as a weapon. Of course, yeah. And I did come across a few uh, of those myself. Yeah, uh, I, I did see a guy. I was going to write this down, but mm-hmm. there was a guy who hit his maid with a flute, I think. So you know, <laughs> and and she died. Um, so and there's you know you get the the comedy piano falling on someone yeah yeah stuff like that um now i I think back to the aaron ramsey one where you know you talked about some footballers that had done bad things but that's just because they're bad people whereas aaron ramsey it's his football that's that's dangerous and this it's the the instrument itself it's what the instrument does is dangerous opposed to like i said someone hitting someone with a flute or something like that that's it um but what always comes to mind and I think of dangerous instruments, and again, this is really bollocks because it's not the instrument's dangerous. I always think of the mafia guy walking with the violin case, string <laughs> <gun in> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and opens a violin case, and I suppose that you know that's a dangerous instrument because it's it's disguised as an instrument, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's yeah. It's not really an instrument. So it's so very, no, that's a difficult one to yeah, difficult one to challenge. Um, yeah, there's not really much else to yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because of course there's there's always going to be accidents with instruments, you yeah. know, even like particularly modern day, everything's plugged in, electric guitars and all the oh, rest of it. So yeah, you get the danger of electric shocks mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but again, that's I think that's a, not so far removed that it's not the instrument, yeah. but it's more removed than than this. Yeah. I think this it's, is the actual sound that the music makes, which which potentially causes a problem. The only one that comes to mind, I've. I've had a guitar string snap. Yeah, that's that. that now, imagine tuning your double bass, and one of those big string snaps. Yeah, that could be quite dangerous. Yeah, no, I do agree. But, but then that's that's not the sound. This yeah. is the the sound that this thing creates. That, oh, I agree well, with you. We, we 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 think it's the sound yeah. that it, that it makes, which makes it is not that dangerous. But you know, makes you feel a bit. Ugh, not sure yeah. about it. Yeah, I definitely it, agree it, with you. Just trying to put some stuff out there, you know. But yeah, of course. No, that's, this is what we're all about. I, I can't honestly argue with it. I think, yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, I, I do. Again, with everything that, that I present, I do urge you to sort of have a, a further look into it. Um, hopefully, you, mm-hmm. you can hear how haunting it is from the clip that we played earlier. Yeah, but you know, but that, you know, it's as, as I mentioned. It, there's a bit of a revival, so there are modern people playing it, and it is really creepy. I, I it does make me uncomfortable, <coughs> to, to be honest. I'll definitely get it. We'll get some YouTube videos, get them up on the, the Facebook page, and yeah, um, good idea. Yeah, I, and uh, as as uh, we've been saying, if you want mm-hmm. to contact us, have we sorted that email address out yet? No, it's still the no. shit one, James and Fraser pod at gmail.com. Right, that's um, the one to email then. The reason being, you... we can actually have mail at. The most dangerous podcast.com, but 
it's £24 for the year. <laughs> we can't afford that unless we get the listeners to chip in. So yeah. come and give us your money. Yeah. <laughs> Any donations can be sent to uh, yeah, me. My bank account. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, guys, listen, um, we really appreciate it. We're not doing this for the money. We're doing this because it's good fun. Yeah, um, and if there's anybody out there who plays the harmonica, I'd be very interested to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. Wow, yeah. Right into a sensory video of you playing it with your headphones Yeah, please. On. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, no dick pics. Yeah, no dick pics. We keep keep saying that. Um, no more. No more. Yeah, no more. No. no. My inbox is full. Um, but seriously, guys, um, subscribe to us if you can. Um, and if you've got friends, go and tell them about the podcast, share it on your Facebook page, just do anything you can to try and get us a few more listeners. Um, we're enjoying doing this, um, and we, you know, we get a lot of pleasure out of seeing that we've got subscribers and people that are actually committed to us to, to listen to our podcast. That's, that's incredible. That's better than money. That's, you know, just knowing that people out there are. (laughs) You can edit that out. Yeah, well, it's, I, I get a lot of pleasure knowing that there's people out there enjoying listening to us talking shit for an hour. But um, Righto. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully <clears throat> you've enjoyed listening to my ramblings mm-hmm. as per usual. I've enjoyed it. Good. That's been good. All right. Excellent. So this has been... Sorry, go. I'll see you next time. See you next time. This has been the most dangerous podcast. Take care, James. Bye-bye. Bye.